This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Live from Wasatch Front, Kia, 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 770 West Riverdale Road in Ogden. It is the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We're going to talk to Locke here in a moment. Just to be fair, Gordon, I got uh, a few tweets about Law & Order versus Hill Street Blues, and I'm going to read two of them. All right. All right. First All right. is this. Mm-hmm. Jeff tweets in, says, I'm 48 years old, and I can tell you that Hill Street uh, uh, Hill Street Blue, let's see, sorry, I lost my place. Uh, Hill Street Blues was a great show. I was young, and I still liked it. Unlike Law & Order, they didn't need a ton of spinoffs to keep people interested, but SVU is still good, says Jeff. All right. Alan tweets in, says, Law & Order's theme is nothing special, but it didn't need to be. The fact that it's the best thing people remember about Hill Street Blues says everything. It's not the only thing. There was great drama in that uh, show. I think it's the only thing people remember, oh, or even no. by your own admission, the best thing about the show. I love this. I just love the song. Yeah. But I, I you also... called it the most beautiful song ever written. Well, I didn't say that. I didn't say you kind of did. Most beautiful. I did not. You're exaggerating. I like the song, but I like the position, the juxtaposition against the, the, uh, you know, the rugged uh, action in the show. Mm. All right, let's get out to the Smart Rain special guest line. Best of State Award winner Smart Rain is having an end-of-season sale on their irrigation smart controller. Save 50% off each smart controller purchased. Offer available to all commercial properties own listeners. Visit SmartRain.net to schedule a demo today. Joining us now, the radio voice of the Utah Jazz, the one and only David Locke. David, what's going on, buddy? Not much, guys. How are you? It's beautiful out here. Unbelievable. A little chilly today, but sitting outside and looking at the colors and just a mar- Park City is as beautiful as I have ever seen it last weekend. I'm not sure it's ever been as, as just amazing as it is right now. It's just gorgeous. Well, what a place. Pretty, prettier in the winter or the fall or the summer? Well, it's always prettier if there's 16 inches of powder. There's nothing equal to that. Don't <laughs> think I've changed. Don't like, I've not lost my mind. I'm still consistent. Um, but usually the colors come in batches. So, like, you'll have a span of reds and then you'll have a span of yellows and maybe the oranges and they just, all, for whatever reason this year, they all happen at the exact same time. So I just don't recall having as many different col- fall color changes at the exact same time as we have right as we've had it right now it's it, it's really marvelous all right david real quick a really stupid question feel free not to elaborate but just to uh, for the sake of gordon's and my argument which would you rather watch hill street blues or law and order the original neither neither okay all right that's an answer Gordon's into the Hill Street Blues, and I like. Oh, well, I was at the time. I mean, I haven't seen it in a long time. But West, you know, West Wing. I never, uh, never consumed the West Wing myself. So there. You oh, go. you can All go right. back and still watch it. It's great. I just rewatched it. Like, I don't. I mean, I don't watch anything but the NBA. But, um, you know, I'm not that sophisticated. I sit at night and I work a lot, and then I watch the NBA. It's really what I do. I'm not. It, like, people always ask me, like, what TV show do you watch? I'm like, the NBA. Well, <laughs> and those also, shows my were on. Like, I always say. Like, they'll always say, so, but no, I mean, like, you travel so much. Like, what do you watch? Like, I sit on the plane and watch the NBA. And then I get in my hotel room and I watch the NBA. That's what I do. <laughs> I just watch the NBA. 
All right, so I have a question for you real quick before we get into some jazz questions. But David wondered what you thought of the NBA Board of Governors approving instant replay rule changes in the league. Have you uh, have you dived into that one? Yeah, I have, actually. So they've pretty much eliminated the coaches' challenge from the NBA. Um, and they've and, and so you have to decide whether that's all right. So there are now almost no circumstances in a game where a coach should use the coach's challenge other than the final two minutes of the game for inbounds, out-of-bounds. And they used to not be able to do that, right? I mean, now they can't. Right. It used to be just reviewed, so you might as well use it early in the game on something that was point-related, but now you better save it for that. Here's what's so interesting about this. I heard Monty McCutcheon talking about this, and I have a session with Monty McCutcheon, or we as broadcasters have a session with Monty McCutcheon either tomorrow or Friday because we have nine hours of Zoom broadcast meetings. Um, Woo-hoo! Always love the nine-hour Zoom, baby. Woo-hoo! Um, but and it's all right. I'm kind of just, I'm actually fired up, so it's all good. Um, but here's what's, all right, so there's two things. Do you want me to, look, there's two things. There's a flaw in the system, and they've eliminated the coach's challenge from the game. Do you want me to dig into why they've eliminated the coach's challenge? Sure. Or is that intuitively obvious? No, go ahead. So the value of late game possession, turning a possession one way or the other is worth two points. It's they don't get to shoot again, and you do if you've turned the possession, the call. Two points in the final two minutes of the game has such mammoth value that there's only two scenarios from talking to people around the NBA where you would now use your replay. One of them is also unique to a rule change, and that is if you if you take a three now and kick your legs out, and they call a foul, and it's, a, and it's good, and so now it's a potential four-point play, you could now review that, and they're now going to supposedly call that an offensive foul, right? Mm-hmm. So if you could flip a three-pointer that's already in the basket with a 70% chance for a free throw being good, so let's call it 3.7 points, and flip it back the other way, that's the only scenario in the game that has a higher point value of importance than having your your call late in the game. You, you better be certain you're right. And then the other part of that is that no coach wants to get caught on a bad call late and not have a replay. And you used to really not have to worry about that much because out of bounds was the only one. The, the other scenario would be either a fifth foul or a third foul on Rudy Gobert. In the, right? So a foul on Rudy that's a bad call that's going to take him off the floor um, unless it's on Whiteside's great, then you you better make sure you, you get rid of that call. So those are the only scenarios. Now, here's the flaw. You want the flaw? Mm-hmm. Are you still awake? No, I'm here. Jake, you still there? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm still here, buddy. <laughs> um, so the um, – so the flaw in the system – is the real reason they're saying that the reason they're getting rid of this is flow of the game. Mm-hmm. But I think the real reason uh, to that is that, that you go frame by frame on 4K, and I was listening to Monty McCutcheon talking about this, 
and you can suddenly see a fingertip like of the, the ball's clearly like tapped out of bounds by me. Like I hit it out. Jake's dribbling right, and I knock it out of the hands out of J, off J, out of out of Jake's hands out of bounds. And it, it used to always be off me. There was never a question. Everyone knew it, right? Well, then we started doing replays in 4K. And you could see that actually the leather's last little bit touched upon Jake's finger when he was dribbling. But that's not really the rule, right? The rule is like who initiated knocking it out of bounds? It should be off them. So the reason, this is a large reason why they got rid of this replay, is because most of those calls were kind of going the other way than what the, why the game was built and how it was supposed to be done. But now, on the most important call of the entire game, when the coach is going to challenge it, we're going to go back to doing it that way. So I don't know what the right answer is, and I'm a big believer, no complaints unless you have a solution. But this isn't great because we're, 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 we're kind of helping pace a play, but we've eliminated the coach's challenge. And on the most important calls, now it's going to get back into this 4K call, which is not really the right call for the play. Did I make any sense here? Is anyone still listening? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we tweet at Jake phone. Scott if you're still listening. <laughs> I I just wish they'd get rid of all of it personally, but it, you know if they all of what replay in all of sports. Why get rid of replay? Why not? It, because it's it makes the game better. I don't. I think it makes it slower, and I don't think it makes anybody any happier. And half the time they get it wrong anyway. More so, I'd say in football than basketball, but still, I think it's pretty much a waste of time. Okay. Um, I David, what, I want to. I mean, I, huh? I generally think um, I generally think replay has been good for the games. I want to ask you about uh, what happened in the front office this week um, through some hires, uh, some promotions. The Jazz kind of, I don't want to say reshuffled because I don't think that's really accurate, but, but um, set up their office a little bit differently than it's been in the past and i'm just curious what what stood out to you or what do you think will be impactful well there's some guys in that release that people don't know their names that no one knows that are just really and really incredibly talented people um you know that that aren't you know they're not household names right like you, we don't you don't know marquise newman yet let me, let me he's a local kid actually grew up around here this is a rising star in the business like this guy is going to be really really good at what it, it what he does and he got um you know he got promoted to director of pro personnel uh assistant general manager of the stars bart Taylor is someone i don't think a lot of people know he's been general manager of the stars and one g league general man of the year he's now vice president of pro personnel so you know suddenly in that kind of side of the of the pro side you've got bart taylor and marquise newman these are two rising stars in the business that are that are working up you know at this uh derek gardenia we all know got a nice promotion deserves it steven schwartz is an incredible story steven schwartz got vice president of basketball strategy this is a guy who like went to law school was off to be a lawyer found a love for the game basically took an internship for like no money but had a law degree and just became so invaluable he got himself promoted um, along the way, there's another name in there, Charles Terrell, that people don't really know. Chuck's amazing. Um, he was actually, I think, with the Houston Rockets um, prior to coming over to uh, being with the Jazz, and now has you know worked his way up through the Jazz, and it's kind of like a hidden hidden star um, around. So um, you know, there's just there's just a bunch of people um, that got promoted that you just don't know about, and um, 
are guys that are really, you know, they're super impressive in what they're doing. I'm trying to think of who else was in that release. I don't have it right in front of me. I, I did know kind of that pro side of the basketball. Um, I know our good friend Derek got a promotion. So, there, you know, you're just, you're just seeing a lot of guys taking steps. Ron Kimmins is a super great guy, you know, basically player wellness of sports psychology in the old terms. Um, it's been it's been really good. I just pulled up the release. Andrew Mealy's on the college side, so there's you know the same thing you're seeing on 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 the pro side of Barton Mark Marquise, uh, uh, a rising stars. Andrew Mealy on the college side. You're gonna hear, you know these are names that are going to be the next generation of, of front office people in the NBA. David, what do you think of what you heard from Jazz players? on media slash content day it seems like a lot of them are trying to exorcise the demons of the playoffs and are ready to go at it again what do you think so it's interesting you say that i would not have said it that way so i'm super interesting um if you and i are saying the same thing or you just said differently so let's go with this for a second so i really thought they had they were going to have some scars they had to deal with right like, I really thought they were going to have to exercise some issues. Like, they've had two really bad playoff, like, series losses, right? Up 3-1 and up 2-0, and that game six was, ooh. I didn't feel that at all. I felt like Milwaukee won the title after failing twice, and they looked at that, and they were like, all right, we got another swing at it. Let's go. This The only goal is championship, and we know how hard it is, and we got another swing at it. Let's go. And I, I thought there was less hand-wringing about the past from them universally as a group than I thought. I was really, I was really impressed. I was particularly impressed with Mike Conley's mindset when he talked about, at least in our broadcast, we met with all the players as well. Um, and I have not gone back to listen to all the podium stuff. Thank you for 1280 The Zone for posting most of it. I am on 1280 The Zone for most hours these days listening to all these, and I appreciate you guys posting them. Um, Austin Horton, that was for you. Uh, the the comments that Mike said to us was, you know, hey, we got to figure out what team we are this year. In other words, like this very astute awareness that, you know what, even if you have the same team, you're not, you know, you're different. People had a different offseason, different things happened to everyone's lives. And then, you know, I thought Mike was just kind of like, all right, we got another shot at it. Let's go. So I was really excited that I thought there was less, less exercising demons than I thought there was going to be when we got in there. And they seemed less scarred than I thought they were. Maybe they already did their exorcising long ago. Is there something that made you, I mean, I, I interpreted your phrase is that you felt that they were trying to exercise this or did you, were you just being, you know, your usual brainy self with big words? No, no, it was, uh, that word was used by a certain person I respect within the uh, franchise. Um, uh, on pl- player, where's the uniform or where's clothes? I think it was applied to everyone, but certainly the players. So, no, I mean, this is what I I think that the players have moved on and are ready to go. More so than I think maybe everyone else was, including the fans, frankly, and maybe the front office and maybe the coaching staff. I don't know. but I, And maybe just me. I'm not sure. But I felt as though – I thought the players were in a really good mindset, and I, I thought that was that was interesting. 
David, uh, Coach Snyder indicated he's going to keep the rotation tight. I believe you said nine players uh, deep, right, when we was talking yeah. the other day, uh, Gordon. So uh, my question to you is the Jazz. That's they, interesting. Hit... I was like convinced. I was convinced he was going to 10. Well, I, I think so that's why it caught a lot of people's a lot of people's eye. But um, you know, over the years, uh, the Jazz have had players who've played their way onto the roster and played so well. They've they've carved out roles for themselves. I mean, see Joe Ingles, George Niang, Royce O'Neal, etc. So my question to you is: as we consume the preseason next week, who is a likely candidate to be able to do that, if anybody, given how tight the rotation is still going to be? All right. So I suspected that they were going to go to ten. And then Mike Conley wouldn't play in back-to-backs, and on those nights they'd be at nine. Okay? You follow me? Mm-hmm. And so, to me, the only real playoff, the only really position battle that is going on is whether Jared Butler or Trent Forrest gets the minutes on the night where Mike Conley doesn't play. The only other question I have Two other questions I have. Does Joe Ingles play less with the ball this year for preservation and play more at the four? If he's slowed down at all laterally, which he logically would have with age, the four is an easier position to guard than trying to guard a two or maybe even a three. So is there any reason why Joe would play more minutes at the four this year, thus opening up some regular rotation minutes for either Jared Butler or Trent Forrest? The other piece is Eric Pascal, who doesn't really have any um, natural role other than that Rudy Gay's 35 years old. So if Rudy Gay's at all nicked up and not ready to go at some point, he'll get those minutes. That's kind of the natural slide in. Does he, I, does he somehow play? He's never played with good players. He, if you actually go look at who he played with in Golden State, Stefan Draymond were hurt, and then he played on the second unit with Stefan Draymond. Is he somehow really good with, with good players? That would be a new thing for him. Um, the other one is like, I just think Hassan Whiteside could be really good. I know no one's talked about it. Everyone's, everywhere I go, what do you think of Rudy Gay and Jared Butler? And I was like, I think about Hassan Whiteside. Like, to me, Hassan Whiteside is, of all these, all those conversations we just had, Jake and Gordon, like about Butler and Trent Forrest and Eric Pass. Honestly, like, maybe they make one win difference this year. Maybe half a win. Like, just not impactful. The one that slides my meter of where the Jazz are and who they are is Hassan Whiteside. If Hassan Whiteside is good and plays like the starting center he has been, he's never played less than 30 minutes in a year, in a game, or like, he's never played less than like 25 minutes a game back to, I think, till last year. Like, I mean, and he told us some really interesting things about having COVID um, and how he just could never get his breath again and it took him months and months. Um, but the, if he's good, like we were horrendous defensively with Rudy off the floor last year. Like we actually had a glaring weak statistical weakness on a team that was by far the best record. Well, not by far, but the best record in the NBA. Like, we had a glaring, glaring, glaring weakness where we were, frankly, really not very good defensively for 14 minutes a night, every night. If we're, like, above average or even good, because Hassan Whitehead is 7-1 with a 7-5 wingspan, lights out. 
David, I want to underscore what you brought up because I hadn't really given it that much thought, and I think it it might be a stroke of, of brilliance if it's utilized that way, and that is Joe Ingles at more at the four. I mean, I, I know that's maybe dependent upon how the other guys perform that you brought up, but, but I, I, that sounds like a good idea to me. Well, I think it is. I mean, I just think we've got to preserve him a little bit, both defensively and offensively, and I think – you know, I do think it's time to let Donovan probably handle a little bit more, right? Like, you know, quite frankly, a lot of the minutes in which Donovan's Joe's handling the minute Donovan's not. And so, and then, but the key to the key to that working is that Jared Butler or Trent Forrest have to play with the ball in their hands well enough, so that if Mike Conley or Donovan does have the ball in their hands, somebody else can. Yeah. David, you are the best. Thank you very much. And, hey, looking forward to a little pre-half and post along with Lock and Boone on Monday, man. It's Kyle, it's right around the corner. You want a crazy, 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 crazy thought? Sure. Bring it. When we talk next week, no, we won't talk next week because I – all right, that's even a better. We won't talk next week because I'll be busy getting ready for Mavericks Jazz preseason game number two in Dallas. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty awesome. Right here. Yeah. Next week. It's great. Yep. Right, hey, and ex- excited to work with you once again, David. Really, really fired oh, you up. You do a about great job. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Do we have that other guy? That, what's, that, what's that guy's name? Yeah, that, that other that's guy scraggly, doing stuff uh, <laughs> That scraggly Lacombe, I believe, is going like, to be back oh, the as rock, well, so. the rock star guy. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah. a rock star guy. <laughs> that guy. Yeah, what's his name again? The lead singer of the, uh, singer of the Party Hounds. That would be Tim Lacombe. Yeah. Oh. That one. Guy. Oh, yeah. Is he back? He's back. Should be a lot he's of fun. He's the best. He I hope he's best. listening really badly right now. <laughs> he is the best. It's going to be a great year, and, and I'm fired up about it, David. So I, blocked, cool I blocked his phone, so he won't be texting me and, like, tries to reach me again. I blocked him because of all the all the, the multi-multiple um, invitations I got to Riverside Country Club to play golf from him this summer. Like, And it was just incessant how many times he, after telling me all season, he'd invite me, and then he... And then they just kept coming. Oh, wait. Actually, I think, hmm, that's funny. Mm, strange how that works. Mm. Wow, <laughs> I bet I Buddha like, went, though. a lot of talk about that. And then I never, ever got an invite. Not a single one. Strange. Hmm. Thanks, David. Strange. David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz with us. And, yeah, the Dallas Jazz preseason game, two will be a week from tonight. So that just shows you. It's right here. Are you ready for that? No. <laughs> <laughs> After all that enthusiasm, oh, no, all no, that no. buildup. You they... asked me a different question. Am I excited about it? Sure. Am I ready for it? Oh, no. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. No, it's going to be a great year. Uh, excited Tim's back and, and working with David and, and Ron and our boy Lundy. It's going to be a blast and uh, excited to do it again and excited it's here uh, very soon. But am I ready? No. No. I'm you know who Tim ready. looks like a little bit? He looks like the assistant coach on uh, Ted Lasso. What's that guy's name again? Starts with a B. You know, this this show comes up daily on our show, and I I, I haven't seen it. I know you haven't. So why are you but, looking but, but at me? For many of our listeners have. Yeah, but you're looking at me like, well, what's his name again? I don't know. Yeah. I just meant what's his name in sort of a If I were asking, who, who was that uh, ADA on Law & Order, uh, Gordon? Uh, who was that one, uh, that one right around then? <laughs> Any idea? You know, uh, the one with the hair. All right.
More coming up next. We're live from Kia, 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 Wasatch Front. Beard. Kia. Coach Beard is his name. 770 West Riverdale Road. Come on out and see us. We still have a, a few items of jazz gear for you if you want to drop by. Of course, uh, great deals on these Kias. The staff could not be better. And we want to talk about their service center today. Uh, they've got great deals on full service. Come on by and take great care of your automobile with good folks here at Wasatch Front. Kia, Kia, Kia. More next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It's game week for the Cougars. And the Zone Sports Network is getting you ready for kickoff. It ain't over till it's over. Kalani Sataki and BYU take their undefeated record to Logan for a showdown against the Aggies. Listen all week for your chance to win tickets to the game and then catch all the play-by-play action beginning with a Cougar preview show. Friday at 6 on 97.5 FM with the post-game show immediately following the game. From Monday morning to the post-game press conference, nobody brings you better coverage of Cougar football than 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Your home for the best college football coverage in Utah. This is your Cougars at 30 update on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Cougars at 30 update. Here's Coach Sataki uh, expecting a raucous Maverick Stadium on Friday night. Yeah, I love it, man. After last year and not having fans at all, it's just nice to have people in the stands, the energy, and you know, and have tons of respect for Utah State and, and their fan base and their coaches and, and the alumni that come from there. I mean, we know this is a rivalry game. I've enjoyed it when I was a player. I enjoyed going up there and playing that game, and it's a lot of fun, man. I, I, that's what college football is all about, is, is going to an opposing team and, and, and their stadium and, and, and just a cool environment for our players to get used to, and some of these guys haven't been in, into an environment like that. And so looking forward to seeing them get on the field and, and, and having this opportunity to play in front of Utah State's fans and their, and their student section. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're looking forward to it. This update brought to you by Rough Tough. They set the industry standard for custom seat covers for cars, trucks, SUVs, and UTVs. Get the best fit seat covers for the make, model, and year of your vehicle and do some business with the Utah company since 1976. Check them out today at roughtough.com. That's roughtough.com. The best college football coverage in Utah is right here on the Zone Sports Network. We don't quit. Let's go. The Zone is giving away tickets to every Utah, BYU, Utah State, and Weber State home game all season long. Listen for your chance to win tickets to see the teams you're passionate about right here on the Zone Sports Network. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports. Network. It's a big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, live from Wasatch Front, Kia, 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 770 North, uh, West Riverdale Road, excuse me, uh, right here in Ogden. Come see us. Gordon, uh, rivalry game Friday night. You'll be able to hear all the action right here on the Zone Sports Network. Our guy, Scotty G, will bring you all of the action. You and I will be up in Logan. We are going to Logan. Uh, Very much looking forward to that. I actually haven't been to 
Logan for a minute. So I like Logan. We were talking about it with Mason Wake uh, when he joined us yesterday. Logan's a sneaky, fun town. It definitely is is like, and I'm sure they're like Cedar City feels this way. And uh, where's where's Snow College? Uh, uh, Ephraim, right? Ephraim, Ephraim, yeah. I'm sure they have the college town feel to it, but I feel like Logan is our Utah, our uh, best example of like a college town. Or that's, at least what, a, that's what everybody says. Or at least a college town feel to it. Anyway, I, one, one of my I daughters like uh, went to uh, went up there, went to play tennis up there, and uh, yeah, I mean it was always fun to go up. Well, the messaging we're hearing from the players from BYU and from Utah State are a tad bit different. Let's play a little montage for you. Uh, you'll, the first voice you hear will be Mason Wake on our show, followed by Neil Pau, then uh, Nick Henninger from uh, Utah State, Gabe Summers from BYU, and Derek Wright from Utah State. So let's go ahead and listen. From BYU, he's our good friend Mason Wake. What's your take on Utah State as a rival? Is there a little more juice to the game, or is it just the same old, same old? I mean, you got to treat every game, not like it's a rival, but like it's a serious game. But it's not viewed like as Utah or like a Boise State. But, I mean, they're still one of our rivals, and we need to go up there and take care of business. And I think they play hard in front of their fans, especially in night game against BYU. Some of the quotes, I think Neil Pau said something that could probably motivate them and a few other players. But, I mean, they're just going to come out ready to go. I've never seen. Utah State as a rival. I know that there's the wagon wheel and stuff, but I've only played them once. I didn't play them the last time that we won it because I was suspended. So, I mean, I just see them as another team. We saw Utah as another team, so that's what we're going to do it as. Playing BYU is definitely a rivalry on both sides, playing at the University of Utah and now here at Utah State. It's a fun game. It's a rivalry game. At the yeah. end of the day, there's a lot of emotion, especially in the community. It's an emotional game. That's what I'll say about it. And I've just heard some people trying to say, you know, it's not a rivalry. BYU-Utah one's a rivalry. And I'm like, I've played at both, and it is a rivalry nonetheless. Yeah. For those who have recently said that, I would say, yeah, I would try and forget the last couple of years where they've lost at home, too, if I were them. I mean, this is a rivalry. I respect this team. Obviously, you can see on film, they are a really good team, a great opponent for us to go face, but don't get it twisted. This is still a rivalry, and we will bring that intensity to this game. I do consider them a rival, but I think more than anything, Utah State is just another team to play. Oftentimes, there's people who really dislike like us and to us they're just another team and I feel like Utah State is a good example of that. I grew up in Utah County. I was recruited a little bit by BYU and there's some trying to claim that it's not a rivalry. I've already had a bunch of my friends on the BYU team sending me pictures of the wagon wheel and you know in our group messages with all of our friends trying yeah. to get score predictions. It's a rivalry. They might not want to think it is. They're going to come in here and think that they're going to get an easy win and we're going to bring the energy level like it's a rivalry and at the end of the day we'll see what happens. So there you go, Gordon. A little, a little different. Little, little condescension coming out of the BYU side, and uh, Utah State saying, "Oh yeah, there's, there's a little more, a little juice." You know, the the fellow that brought up the point of I'd want to figure up downplay it too. <laughs> that was a, that's a pretty good point. Actually, what, yeah, was it was that? I think that was Henninger that was said it? that, or was it Derek? Yeah, yeah, it was Henninger yeah, yeah. who said that. So, but that's it, the thing under Kalani, he's two and two against Utah State. Yeah, it, it's exactly. been. It's been even-sided. And I think that's, I think you have to have that for a rivalry. I think you have to have, you know, a competitive setup for it truly to be, to feel that way. Well, I think it is a rivalry, and it, I'm glad it is. Because when, when did emotion ever be a bad thing for f- football players? I mean, I understand that sometimes they can take it too far and they get nervous or they don't play up to their potential. But I think you add emotion into football. That's one of the things that makes it fun to watch. So 
I want it to be a rivalry. And I think it is. These schools are close together. They both play a relatively high brand of football. Yeah. It's, it's a rivalry. Saying it isn't a rivalry, I don't know what the motivation there is. Unless it's to downplay it like, oh, this this team is beneath us. But what really does that bring you? Anytime you uh, underestimate your opponent, I, I think that puts you in a vulnerable position. Yeah, but it's also boosting you, right? I mean, it, like, what did Muhammad Ali say? I'm the greatest, all that stuff. Well, what are you saying about everybody else? You know, it's the same thing. You're, pu- you're propping yourself up and putting them down. Okay. I suppose that might, there might be some value to that, but uh, I, I, that's a dangerous I mean, you see walk. the you see the boxers when they do the weigh-in or whatever, and they're talking. They're never like, "Oh, I have so much great respect <laughs> for you." It's always, "I'm going to eat your children." Isn't that what Mike Tyson said? I mean, it's the same thing. They're In other just, words, they don't say they say they they don't say what Kalani Sataki said. Right? They don't say that. But also, you know, I I realize that that is for show. They're trying to sell fights, but I think you get my point. That is a sales job. It is. That's not what this is. No, no, no. But or I think, is it? But maybe it's a motivational tactic. Yeah. They, they don't okay, belong so, on okay. the same field. Just, There's a motivating factor okay. to that. Dr. Scott, please explain to me the mental edge that is brought by people underestimating their opponent or putting them down. I don't know. Gives them confidence? Does it really? Yeah, Sure. I'm, I'm not sure. You don't that, think that it seems gives like, up? It, that seems fake to when, me. When uh, one of the gals, one of your daughters, were going out there on the, the tennis court or the soccer field or, or volleyball court, you, you have multi-talented daughters, and they went out there and said, you know what, I am going to mop the floor with this turkey on the other side of the net for me. You don't think that gives them confidence? Ooh, turkey. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to win 0-0 because this person doesn't belong on the same court as me. And what happens when it's not 0-0? What happens when the first five games are a 3-2 deal? I don't know. This is a mindset. We're not talking about reality. We're talking about you asked me about motivation. uh, And I'm I'm talking about the downside to that. There's a downside to anything. But answer the question. What what would you say? Why not just think? Like, okay, look, Utah State's a respectable football program and approach it like that instead of saying, bah, they're not a rival. Because maybe you're psyching yourself out. Uh, okay, all right. I Would, would you rather... honestly, if, if Aaron came to you and said, you know what, I'm going to go out and I'm going to kick this gal's trash, would you say, now hold on. Let's let's respect our opponent and not underestimate anybody. No, you'd be like, yeah, no. get out there and hand it to him. No, I think there is uh, some. You got to bring some intelligence into this and say, oh, come hey, on, treat this opponent. You wouldn't with, say that. Would. No, you would not. You'd be like, yeah, that's right. And what happens when, what no happens when the opponent blisters a shot down the line that you can't get to, and next thing you know, you're behind. I, I think that kind of fake bravado, kind of. Makes you susceptible. Well, any bravado before or any emotion before it actually happens is going to be fake. I mean, who's to say that, oh, just have so much respect and I better be careful because this person is so talented. No, that's not what I'm saying. Then you go in flat and you're intimidated by your opponent. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying go into it respecting your opponent, but wanting to kick their but detail. as usual, just soften the language, and it's fine. It's no, totally no. different. Well, I mean, that's what we're talking about here. We're talking about language. 
And we're talking about a mindset. I get what those Cougar t- players are doing. But I also believe that it giving bulletin board to U- material to Utah State could be uh, counterproductive. But that's I, kind I, of... I, I, Jake, I understand. Confidence is really an important aspect of competitive sports. I get that. But I just... I, I've never really seen uh, an environment where it would be a good idea to underestimate your opponent. Uh, is that what they're doing? Uh, they just said they don't view him as a rival. Well, what? Okay, then what does that mean? Uh-huh. What do you mean? Uh, what do you think it means? It means just what they're saying that they're beneath us. Okay, so that's underestimating your is opponent. It? Not if it's true. Well, okay, then the Henninger kid who said, "Hey, it's two and two in the last four, wouldn't that run counter to that whole notion? Yeah, but we're talking about this year's team. Yeah. Okay. Did uh, did Coach Herb Brooks put down the Soviets when he said to the uh, USA hockey team they might win nine, but not this game, not tonight? Uh, that's a strong point. But I but made up by Walt Disney. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, but he's not putting his opponent down. He's revving up his team. Ah. He's kind of putting them down. Yeah. No, uh, why? They're not going to win tonight. Well, he gave them the other nine nights. He's matter. kind That's of saying reality. not that good. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's kind of like in a little league when the, the, the pitcher was throwing 60 at 12 years old and your dad pulled you aside and said, That's not that fast. The majors make, throw 90. No, but he was no, well, hold a great on. Hold point. on here. No, no. When when Herb Brooks said they might win nine, <laughs> but not tonight, he is paying tribute to them. He is saying how good they are, but he's motivating his team to perform in the here and now. Imagine if he got them all together and goes, guys, we just need to show a lot of respect out there. We don't want to underestimate anybody. They're a rival. Because, this oh, is, this my is goodness. A class they, are just, they are just so this, uh, this, uh, respectable. And I just this respect is, them so much. This is that a classic Respect example. is coming out of my ears. A classic example comrades. of you thinking in extremes instead of taking a nuanced approach. It's, not, one, it's not all one or the other. It can be both. Not really. They're really good. Utah State is really good, but they're not going to beat us tonight. Now, that would be showing respect and still motivating no, your team. that's saying, wow, that team's really good. They're just not as good as us. No, tonight. Who cares about tonight? His whole point was <laughs> that that's a really good team. But, but tonight, we're going to change it on this one particular occasion. So you're saying, Herb, after the game? Didn't think his team was as good as the Russians, even though they just won. You are so fortunate. That's what you're saying. I mean, you're That's what you, you mentioned. Herb in the postgame press conference, guys. I'm so glad we got the win out there. You know what? It's a good thing we did because we could never beat these guys ever again. Oh man, I've had a rough morning. <laughs> That's probably true. Uh, that would be a true statement. Live from Wasatch Front, Kia, Kia, Kia. More next. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Now let's get this. You would have just had all these protein bars available to you. You would never have a day of being angry at all. You had a great grades and you would have had a great experience overall because we know one thing. When Hans is hungry, watch out. Everybody tread lightly. I'm hungry. Hans and Scotting. Weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. 
Oh, hey guys, Jake here for my friends at Peach Window and Door. And listen, the great folks, Cindy and her crew over at Peach Window and Door want to get the word out about their company that they have built and are so incredibly proud of. They've been Utah's premier window and door retailer, combining beauty and technology on windows and doors since 1993. Listen, custom is what they do. If you can dream it, they can do it. If you think you have a challenging product, uh, project, excuse me, put Peach Window and Door to the test. Maybe you want an indoor-outdoor space. Maybe you want a larger-than-life front door. Maybe you're like Gordon and you want a drawbridge. Put them to the test at Peach Window and Door. You like that one. Uh, you can go into their showroom, see for yourself what they're capable of, 2940 South and uh, 300 West. But they are a no high-pressure sales uh, organization, no subcontractors, no ghosting. They'll sell you your windows and doors. Their crews install them, and they back it up with guarantees designed to bring peace of mind to satisfied customers. They have 0% interest financing available, and they do free in-home estimates. So jump online, check them out at peachbuildingproducts.com. Find out why they have over 255-star reviews on Google. As I mentioned, they're Beautiful showroom, 2940 South, 300 West. Or call for one of those uh, free in-home estimates, 801-566-1255. That's 801-566-1255. Peach, window and door. Utes and 50 update. Here's Coach Witt talking about even an ugly win in conference play is a step in the right direction. It was a huge win for our program, huge win for our players because they've been working hard every week, and it's great to see them get some results for an, uh, as a product of their hard work. And the way that uh, they approached this past week, their, their attitude, their mentality, their work ethic was as good as it's ever been. You know, to see them get the victory and, and show the proof of the work, that was great. This update brought to you by the Sonic Grilled Cheeseburger, buttery Texas toast, and 100% pure seasoned beef layered with American cheese. Make it a single or a double for a limited time. Order online or the Sonic app and save 50% the Sonic Grilled Cheeseburger. The best college football coverage in Utah is right here on the Zone Sports Network. We don't quit. Let's go. BYU hits the road to square off against Utah State in Logan as the Cougars look to keep their undefeated dream season alive. Hear every second of every minute of the game on the Zone Sports Network, beginning with the pregame show Friday at 6. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. That's me in the corner. That's me in the spot. Like losing my religion. It's a big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 of the Zone. Live from Wasatch Front. Kia, Kia, Kia. 770 West Riverdale Road. Want to remind you about our friends at Marley's Gourmet Sliders. Whether it's the classic Rickster, Killer, Handsome Rob, Pastrami, Fajita, or a Killer Breakfast Burrito. And don't forget the best shoestring fries out there. Marley's Gourmet Sliders will satisfy any hunger. Just off 515 inside of Timpanogos, Harley-Davidson. It's Marley's. Real quick, Gordon, because we don't have a ton of time in this segment, but what's your take on, on Lane Kiffin now? Uh, He's got a big game with Alabama. Ole Miss yeah. Alabama this weekend. Yeah. Um, yet undecided. I love the guy. Absolutely. He's hilarious on Twitter. Like uh, uh, um, Will Bond went after him on PTI, called him a clown. Uh, yeah. 
And he basically said on Twitter, he's like, whatever, life's too short to be mad. But here's a guy who went through the ringer, right? Went through life's challenges, certainly was far from perfect. Well, you know, he was kind of a golden boy. For, for, right, mm-hmm. and and was annoyed. Remember, he was like 15 years old when he took the Raiders <laughs> job, you know? And uh, he's, I mean, what was that, Austin, what was that Comedy Central show with the, oh, the yeah, internet clips? The yeah, where that, that guy, the that was, oh, no, that uh, was, uh, what's that guy's name? Daniel Tosh, right. Tosh.0. Oh, Tosh.0, yeah, yeah. where, I mean, it was some of the most hilarious television yeah. I've ever seen, but it was mean. It was. I mean, it, it was. was super mean. <laughs> and here's a guy who who's just kind of gotten through to the other side and has this almost uh, lighthearted outlook on things, which I think is kind of cool as far as, I don't know if you want to call it a redemption story goes or whatever, but he could have been down and out very well, easily by his, his horse, by his yeah. own doing yeah, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. You exactly. know what I mean? It wasn't, mm-hmm. he didn't get screwed over. Yeah. He made mistakes and he had to work for Nick Saban, which he talks about as being insufferable because, <laughs> you know, Nick likes to put his coaches in their place and, and he still makes light of that and makes jokes. And I don't know. I, I never thought I'd say this, but I am pulling for Lane Kiffin. Really? I think okay. his I think his now outlook and his persona has changed to the point where I think he's he's I don't want to say he's above it all, but it's almost like he's above the BS and he can just be a human. Okay, I just need more evidence of that. Oh, the last three four years he's been that yeah, way. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean. Almost like Spurrier at the end of his career at South Carolina where he just did not care. <laughs> say whatever he just want. said whatever because, you know what, he was above all the garbage yeah. for different reasons because Spurrier, his legacy was more than established at that point, yeah, right? the old book. But I think Kiffin just doesn't care anymore because he's been through it. What else are you going to do to him, you know? <laughs> and I don't know. I just I appreciate his perspective, and I'm rooting for Ole Miss this okay. weekend. All right. But I thought his his reaction to I, I don't have it in, in front of me, but his reaction to Wilbon was great. Where he, somebody this guy clown on national TV and he's yeah. like, ah, you know, life's too short to be mad. I don't care. <laughs> that is a pretty good attitude. If somebody actually. called you, that's what that's what I've been trying. Oh, I've been called that. Believe me, but I, if on it, national what, TV, what I've been trying to tell Austin is, you know, let it go. Don't worry about revenge. Don't fire back. Just just. Go with the flow, right? Someone Austin? who's never tasted the delicious, drippy juices <laughs> of revenge soup. All right. We're live from Wasatch Front Kia, Kia, Kia. We'll have more coming up next. By the way, did you? when I heard that clip that we played earlier during your update, Blake Anderson sounds a little bit like Bill Clinton. Did you notice that? Well, you noticed it. I, I don't know if I agreed with it, but okay. you did bring it to my attention. All right. Maybe we'll have to examine that further somehow. I did not. Ha- no, no. More next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on The Zone Sports Network. The head coach at BYU, Kalani Sataki. I got to tell you, Coach, if I would have had these built bars when we were at BYU, I would have got better grades. You know, Hans, whenever I hear the word hangry, I think the definition of it should be your picture because when you were in college and you were hungry, you were probably the worst guy to hang out with, and we just knew that to throw you something to eat and you would be in a better mood. Imagine if you would have just had all these protein bars available to you. You would never have a day of being angry at all. You had a great grades and you would have had a great experience overall because we know one thing. When Hans is hungry, watch out. Everybody tread lightly. I'm hungry! Hans and Scotting weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Wrap 
wrapping up a big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Big thanks to the folks here at Wasatch Front Kia, 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 770 West Riverdale Road right here in Ogden. They have been gracious hosts as always, Gordon. And if uh, we have uh, some listeners out there looking for a new used car, uh, couldn't recommend them more. Of course, their great service department as well if you're looking to do a little maintenance on the automobile. I noticed I said Kia, Kia, Kia because you can't say just Kia. You know, because it, it would be like eating one potato chip. It sounds very good. You with can't the, do it. The Kia, Kia, Kia. Yeah. I can't. Yeah, you can't just do it once. But it has been a lot of fun. We've had a lot of listeners come by. We love coming up to this part of the Wasatch Front because we always get a good response and get to see folks. Yes, indeed. Well, Gordo, uh, another day comes to a close. We're a couple days away from uh, BYU-Utah State. What are we, we going to do? Utah's on by. BYU and Utah State play on Friday. Don't look now, Gordon, but... but it was Saturday where maybe we can do something. Like uh, what would you have in mind? Well, uh, watch other college football probably, <laughs> but, you know, I don't know. Go to, exactly. the, go to the zoo or something. Hey, we don't have any football to watch, so what are we going to do? We're going to watch football. Oh, go to the – go see the leaves change. Probably just sit on my butt and watch football. But, you know, I, I feel like there's some freedom there. Do you think your kids uh, at the ages that they are would appreciate the fall colors? Oh, my four-year-old would for sure. Really? But no, my five-month-old? No. <laughs> would never say, oh, such beautiful autumn yeah. color. No, I don't think so. Not no. yet, unless, unless she starts uh, speaking a lot of words real fast. She might be a genius. Maybe. Hey. But I'm not betting on that kind of genius. Would you, uh, if you could, would you, uh, would you want her to be a genius, or would that be nothing but aggravating? Because she would all through her younger years and through the teenage years, she would call BS on all your BS. What makes her employable faster? <laughs> okay, but she may not be out there, uh, you know, snow blowing the driveway the way you have. She bringing home intentions. the bacon. No, but uh, she's smarter than you. What makes her employable faster? That's my answer. You ask for my answer, that's it. Okay. All right. Well, I don't want to argue about the way uh, things are going to work out with your kids. Well, now, uh, a genius or a good sturdy back? Probably take a good sturdy back. <laughs> you got so much to learn. Uh, just let me, please, I'm begging you, please let me live long enough to <laughs> observe this. I want to see Jake Scott my, through the teenage years. Yeah, that, That's what I want to see. My parental brilliance through the teenage years? <laughs> You're going to, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, we'll just see how it turns out. Both of them will be too busy working to get in any trouble. <laughs> You're going to have them out there lacquering the deck? Working all over. Okay. Once they get home from their job job, then they can start working on my jobs. Okay. All right. So after they're coming home from the fast food, you know, the, Whatever. Fry, the fryer. Yeah. Whatever. Stocking shelves, say, you name hey, it. now that you're back. Guess what? Get out in the backyard. Yeah, it's got some more work for you. <laughs> yeah. I, I follow the, 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 what's that idle hands thing? That's what I'm going. That's my parental style. Yeah. I, I, let's count how many times you get flipped off by your kids. <laughs> we'll see. But then I'm they'll gonna... be living somewhere else, so that won't be my problem. <laughs> no, they won't. No, they won't. That's the problem. That's they their be. problem. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> uh, thanks again to the good folks here at Wasatch Front Kia, Kia, Kia. Gordon, you enjoy your evening, sir, and I will catch you tomorrow. Oh, we're going to be at the – well, we're at the arena when we're in studio, but we're going to be on the plaza tomorrow yeah. for the big hockey game. Yes, we will. So we'll look forward to – 
seeing all y'all. Absolutely. It's the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.